We're looking to the future on this week's episode as Catalyst and I consider Capcom's approach to balancing Street Fighter V and ask whether or not we'd like to see more frequent adjustments as the standard for future titles. Plus, we're getting closer to the release of Dan and the first batch of Season 5 content, but should we be expecting it to actually drop here in 2020? We look at all this and more on this week's episode of the Event Hubs Podcast. All right, welcome back to another episode of the Event Hubs Podcast. I am John Catalyst Gray, and with me as always is John Velociraptor Guerrero. Hello, everyone. If you are like I have been, just sitting and stressing yourself out, refreshing the election results on your website of choice, <laughs> maybe you want to take a little bit of a break from that, lower your stress levels, sort of reset, and listen to something that's not about all that kind of stuff. So, welcome to the Event Hubs Podcast for this week. I want to dig right into it here. Oh, I you know, I always forget, though, before we dig right into it, hey, uh, if you're enjoying what you're listening to and you have some uh, fighting game friends, especially newbies in the fighting game community, let them know that we exist. Let them know that they can listen to us. Uh, they can send in, uh, you know, questions and, and stuff that we'll try to get to in our mailbag segments, things along those lines. But, yeah, sh- spread the word because we're uh, – and we're, we're – I don't want to reveal too much, but we're thinking about doing some cool new stuff in the not-too-distant future with this, but you want to get on board now. Yeah. So, so John, you're saying vote for us? Is that is that? I'm not doing? saying. I'm going to not use that word. Or <laughs> as, few, as few things that remind me or everybody else of uh, what else is going on in the world right now. This is our respite. This is our escape. Let's talk about stuff that's not stressful, like Street Fighter V and its mm. uh, future here, <laughs> getting ready for Season 5. And we first heard about all of this in, um, well, in, in the, the, the biggest reveal, the biggest amount of uh, pulling back that curtain, back in August. And so it's been a few months now. Man, time flies. Mm-hmm. Time goes so fast. Uh, so here we are in early November. And if you look at the roadmap that the developers gave us, it's looking as though Dan and this first batch of season five content is coming pretty soon because it says winter 2020. That has been in our little sub, you know, private event hubs chats where we're figuring out what we want to write about for the week and things along those lines. Something that's been sticking for us and that we've continued to return back to because uh, the bigger question here is when exactly should we start expecting this first batch of season five because Capcom hasn't given us firm dates. They've given us these kind of seasonal windows and the one for Dan and this, uh, it, what, what is it? Dan, a handful of costumes, a balance update and a new battle mechanic, which sounds very much like the kind of package we would get at a Capcom cup, which mm-hmm. traditionally happen at the end of the year in December and winter 2020 well, uh, you think about December, you think about Christmas time, but I do have to point out that uh, when it comes to officially what winter is, winter doesn't start until December 21st and lasts until March 20th. So do they mean winter in the end of 2020, like that it has to still be this year, or could they mean the season of these basically the, like the last week in 2020, but then also the first few months of 2021? As I said, this is something that we've talked about a handful of times, so I'd like to hear your initial reactions and thoughts to that. 
Yeah, I was pretty adamant initially that winter 2020 is winter 2020. There's one month in there. That's it. You know, that's it's December. It's got to come in December, right? Unless uh, in, they secretly put it in January of in February of 2020, way back earlier, and we just missed it. But I don't think that's the case. <laughs> and, and it's usually it's it's very uh, often not the literal definition of winter, as you mentioned. It's like you know the middle of December is what happens, or latter part of December is when winter officially begins, right? Um, but usually it's the winter months or the spring months or whatever mm-hmm. is kind of what Capcom and other companies are referring to. But uh, as you mentioned, the roadmap document, we ran across an interesting find there that I don't think most people saw, uh, nor did we see it actually until... Hidden in plain sight. <laughs> hidden in plain sight, could not believe it, at the very bottom of the roadmap document. You can find it up on our website. You can find it in a bunch of other places. It literally says, schedule subject to change, current as of August 5th, 2020. And I'm like... Oh my gosh, like they, they baked in an option select right from the start. I, I did not even see that. It, I mean, I have I literally keep this file up on my computer desktop like so I can look at it. I have looked at this thing over a hundred times. I'm not even joking. I've looked at it over a hundred times because of how often I'm looking at it and how much data there is in there. And I knew that if we missed this, probably a lot of our audience did as well. Yeah, and I see that as, well, they're talking about the season in 2020 with COVID we oftentimes, when there's this big of a commitment, you want to have just as good policy, a little bit of a, well, an asterisk at the bottom of your text there to give yourself some wiggle room if things don't work out. And of course, with the history of Street Fighter V, that's all the more pertinent. Um, with COVID going around and, and basically throwing wrenches into plans left and right, you want to have that leeway for yourself. Uh, but at the same time, yes, there is that option select in place that at any time things could change around for us. And any kind of apparent definitions uh, that we're seeing on this roadmap and that we've heard from the developers as they've talked about this incoming content, that could change at a moment's notice. And it is good to keep that in mind. I will say, as we've noted Capcom has changed things around for their presentations for Street Fighter and their DLC portrayal. I mean, doing things differently was just a year ago, and the times before that was they were crappy. There was bad communication. They've taken a what looks to be a page out of their Monster Hunter book, um, mm-hmm. and I don't really care where it comes from, but they've basically pulled a full 180, and now they're doing this presentation. They're giving this this great graphic. They're telling us the identity of most of the characters and leaving a little mystery in there for us to speculate about. Uh, and then the developers are talking about how their motivations are coming from the game story mode and somewhat from the, the players, the, the, the player types that they know that they're dealing with. They're really giving us this view of, of what's going on. And in this era of DLC and uh, games that, uh, that are as a working service even after release, that's exactly what you, I would say, not only want but need in order to be competitive with all the other games that people can you know, occupy their time with. So I'm really, really liking what Capcom is doing here, but it is still Capcom and we still have some fresh ass wounds and we are, I, I, I guess I don't want to get too comfortable and I want to try to figure out at the same time, where should our expectations be? These are all really good signs, really good signs, but have a little bit of a, of a, of a wiggle room for yourself that Capcom might not come through in the capacity that they're, they're appearing so. I, I do want to say that because you're mentioning that Capcom has had a spotty track record with some of Street Fighter V's DLC, but overall, they, they've generally hit their dates of what they've said. 
and actually Capcom is notorious and not in good ways of hitting release dates for the games they intend on releasing. DLC, it can be different, but the initial release date of their games, they're actually, they rarely miss it. And that's like when we've had so many botched yeah. launches here. <laughs> when they and, should have missed it. <laughs> exactly. And so Capcom, like people say like, you know, the, one of the things they hold up on a pedestal, maybe not, like I said, for the best reasons is like they hit those release dates. And so that does give me a good bit more kind of emphasis on like I think that they're going to try hard to hit the dates that we see up here in front of us like yes they have an option select it's baked right in there a lot of people didn't see it but they have I think every intention of doing this but as we've seen like with COVID-19 and a bunch of other things they do have some valid reasons if they do need to delay things for a little while yes so now getting into more of the uh, particulars we have dan and and his we'll say the dan chunk of season five looks like end of december sort of a time that would put it in 2020 and that is circa the time that this kind of update with new balance a new character and a new battle mechanic that's what happened uh, last year and this is usually the the you know during the Super Bowl is a good time when you got some good momentum and it's the end of a big chapter. You can bring in all of this new stuff and start the next chapter fresh rolling into the next year. Do we think that or do we think that Dan might bleed into 2021, Dan and all of this other content? Here's the thing. Capcom Cup isn't happening here at the end of 2020. Mm -hmm. Capcom Cup is happening sometime in the first quarter of 2021 and i was actually looking at the uh, capcom pro tour website reading the direct text there here's what it says capcom cup 2020 the invitation only event with prizes scheduled to be held in the spring of 2021 and then schedule is currently under adjustment so we're not actually aiming for capcom cup 2020 until the springtime which is who comes out in the spring rose rose so what I'm guessing is, for Capcom Cup, we're not going to get our traditional giant batch of, of stuff just because it, it's just not lining up that way, understandably so, with all the chaos that has been 2020. But I do think that it's going to come along with Rose, and it would be Capcom Cup, that's where Rose comes out, and whatever other kind of goodies they want to package along with her, because... Even though it's not at the time that it normally happens, you still want to make sure you got a plenty of oomph. And if they're doing Dan and, and the new balance and the new mechanic, you want something else with Rose to make that more than maybe just a character. I don't know. Maybe not. But that's where I'm landing with all this. And I, and I do think that... So I, I should back up a little bit and say, I do think we get Dan and all that kind of stuff rolling out here at the very end of 2020. I mean, maybe it's January 3rd, maybe it's December 28th, what, who knows. But I do think it's going to be in that general time where uh, I think expectations, uh, expectation boxes will be checked. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think they're going to try their best to hit the release dates they've mentioned for, you know, a bunch of reasons. But a really good example actually just came up recently. And while I don't think drawing a direct comparison to Cyberpunk 2077 and, and CD Projekt Red is an apples to apples thing here, I think it can still be a fairly made case that there's been a tremendous amount of blowback for them missing the release dates they've had with that that game, yeah. you know. And CG Project Red is is way more intense about what they're saying in terms of certain release dates and, and you know how they missed it and botched it and all that kind of stuff than Capcom, you know. The the the, the messaging has been quite different, I will just say. CG Project Project Red has been way more intense with what they've said. But 
the blowback has been so intense that I think Capcom is going to try everything they can within their power to hit these dates. They, they've option selected them, but man, I don't think this is a willy-nilly thing where it's like, oh yeah, we missed the date by you know a couple months or something like that, and it's okay. I think they're really going to try freaking hard based on their track record and based on what just happened to hit the, the timelines they put out there. Yeah, uh, one other thing I forgot to bring up when I was talking when we were talking about these uh, option selects and such, and what it means to be winter of 2020. Um, when they were doing their, I think their Tokyo Game Show presentation, where mm-hmm. uh, Nakayama, the director for Street Fighter V, was talking, uh, this was during a, a live stream, and it was being translated on the fly. But what he said was, the first one we plan to release talking about the characters during the, the upcoming, and here it is, 2020-2021 winter season is Dan. That's coming uh, straight from the director's mouth. Again, it could have been that the translator kind of flubbed up there because we're getting pretty specific in our detail here. Is he talking about 2020 or is it a 2020-2021 winter season? That is something that goes on the other side of the scale and says maybe Dan comes out a little after the new year um, or maybe a month or two after the new year. But even with that there, it's like, is it a big deal if he if comes in the early part of 2021? Not, not the worst thing ever. Mm-hmm. So, But just, again, for expectation's sake, let's not lock ourselves in to something where if it doesn't happen and they just play Rashid's music instead of coming out with a big reveal, <laughs> we lose our minds. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, and it previously, like, you know, before COVID-19, you, you could make a case that the trade shows and other things and tournaments that they go to, like, that's a better place to showcase them. Uh, now we, we really don't have many of those anymore. Oh, yeah. like, you've got Capcom Cup, so it's kind of like, well, Capcom, just do it when it's ready. You know, like, whenever it's ready, go ahead and, and go for it. And, and it, you know, it's that's like the one event I could see that they would want to do it at now. It's just like, you know, what makes the most sense, like, marketing time? You know, like uh, you probably don't want to do it too close to the new, you know, next generation consoles that are coming out or like a big game release or something like that. You want to time it to where it's going to hit and kind of hit the hardest that you can make it. So, you know, maybe there's a case for them delaying into January for that reason alone. You know, there's there's a lot of cases we can make, but this is kind of unprecedented times for, you know, how Capcom releases characters. It's unprecedented for him to give us this clear and concise mm-hmm. of a roadmap. Um, you know, we've gotten a roadmap before, but not like this. Uh, it's it's kind of, un- you know, so we we don't know for sure, but I think that that Capcom is going to shift a bit to a when it's done mentality. And I also think that, um, you know, it's I, I think they're fairly good at these estimates uh, for, you know, for the many years they've been making Street Fighter Five. Right. And that's what we're seeing be apparently very successful with stuff like the Nintendo Directs. Even closer to home would be the way another Realm Studios has been doing their Mortal Kombat with the combat casts. And, and oh, my gosh, if you need a model that you can almost just put your own model over the top of and copy look at nrs look at the way they've just give you something new hype explore it then a week or two later and more in-depth look at it and then the hype from that kind of begins to dwindle down and then just as that happens you give people just enough time to start playing just enough time to start wondering and then something else aftermath update combat pack 2 here's you know an expert release of these very hype characters it's not apples to apples sure but man uh, i'm i'm there's a there's a big second part 
to this with Capcom's evolution into their their new model of communicating and showcasing what's on what's coming right with, with mm-hmm. what's going on with DLC to their community the first is very encouraging like I said it's going well so far but they're also when they're showing these characters the the way that they keep things going um, after the big reveals how long in between all this kind of stuff is still up in the air as to how they're going to do it and uh, my fingers are crossed that they do it as, as as efficiently as possible and like I said they have a great model right next door with Mortal Kombat don't you don't have to copy directly I wouldn't be sad if you copied directly but do something pretty close to that because man I'm, I'm not even a, a you know consistent Mortal Kombat player but I look forward to yeah. you know all of these things I get hype about it outside of just being a player yeah. And, uh, and hey, if you can get people appreciating your game on more levels than just how do I get to play it, that's a really good look. And NRS yeah. is doing it. Gold standard, man. Yeah, NRS is a gold standard for doing this kind of stuff. And, and again, just like give us some teasers for Dan. You know, we know he's coming, but give us some like, you know, extra looks at him and other things. And, you know, uh, do kind of like a week um, uh, of like building up to him and building hype and a few other things like that. Like there's just a few extra bells and whistles. Uh, it's it's nice to be, you know, uh, um, what is it, uh, uh, catered to a little bit in terms of, mm-hmm. of like building hype and, and just not, you know, kind of rushing stuff out there or having it be whatever like have a, a pretty solid marketing pra- plan around this and I think that's what we're getting here you know this is a, these are so many things that we've asked for in terms of communication in terms of having an outline of the characters we're getting when we're getting them all this kind of stuff like they're, they're delivering on it right now I'm just afraid probably like you that they're going to drop a ball like in a big one sooner rather than later and it's like that's kind of the story of Street Fighter 5 right mm-hmm. like here's here's a good you know good step forward here's a step and a half back you know kind of thing and not always that way but you know i I generally think the games ended up in a much better spot than where it launched at but man has it come with a lot of bumps in the road so just to be clear where are you thinking we're going to get this first dan batch of season five yeah, I, I really think it will come uh, in, in you know winter twenty December. I think it's December. a pretty good timeline for them. Uh, the next generation consoles would have been out like you know for at least a couple weeks or you know if not a full month, depending on where in December they do. Uh, I think he'll come right around the time that Capcom Cup normally would have happened, mm-hmm. uh, which is usually like the second third week of December. Uh, so about the middle of the month somewhere, and I, I think we'll have you know Dan out and be you know playable and get some time in with him. Yes, but I would fully say after December twenty first. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> uh, yes, and, and I'm about the same. It might be late December. I think that's if I were going to put money on it, that's where I'd put the, uh, the the little pin on the board. But if it comes in early January or something, February would be a little late for me. Uh, but but we'll see. But I'm not too worried about it. I am excited for it uh, because it's not only Dan. It's not only some snazzy new costumes. It's not only uh, well, <laughs> it's a balance update, which I'm, I'm looking forward to in some ways. Although as a Seth player, I have a little bit to be worried about there. Um, and then it's a, a little bit, huh? I I, I, I don't I, think I, they're gonna hit Seth too hard. I think mm. that, like we've said, I think it was last week we're talking about it. They've figured out what they want for the most part. And a lot of their attention seems to be shifting over to what are they going to do new with these new characters? Because each one is getting a fairly unique mechanic, as as far as we can tell. They're motivated by their their sort of places in the game's story. And so here's what I'm sort of worried about, is that do these new kind of mechanics and characters come in, and are they... do they change... Or do they add to what's already going on? Do they add to Street Fighter V's identity? 
or are they this foreign thing that now may or may not dance with what Street Fighter V is and will continue to evolve into as it gets a new mechanic and, and new balance? And is it going to have them be like either completely negligible because what they can do is not too hot, or are they just going to dominate things because they're so different that they have just a, an incredible leg up on everybody? There's a lot there. Let's start with what might happen to the game with this new mechanic. Hmm. Yeah, I, I'm going to go back to that quote where you said, I don't think they're going to hit Seth that hard. Hmm. I, you know, listeners, I want you guys to clip that. And if Seth gets nerfs, nerfed, make sure that John like just hears that every single day because we're the <laughs> FGC. We kick people when they're down, baby. That's what we do here. and <laughs> We can't let John off the hook with that one. But uh, real talk here, I, I actually think that Seth is going to get hit reasonably hard not like terribly but i think that the characters just they have such high usage right now i think capcom is really going to want to mitigate that but i do think the character is still going to be viable and good uh it's pretty rare where you take a top tier character this late in the game and you nerf them and they go into like a low tier you know are worthless kind of like thing that's it's pretty uncommon uh but i can see them being knocked down a couple pegs but i i think you'll probably stick with them because you don't have to play top tier you you just happen to to pick seth that is a good fit for you um and you've definitely played mid-tier in the past and all that so i i don't think we'll impact you too much but i do want to make fun of you when it happens <laughs> to, to, well so let's be a little more detailed here on the uh, on the way in i think that the axe kick will probably get some treatment and then maybe forward throws but i don't think that there's going to be too much beyond that the reason i don't think that is because there is plenty to do with g and there is plenty to do with urian and neither one of those guys got too much in fact they got a little more stun so hey maybe seth will lose their uh their, their axe kick to a degree but they'll also give them an extra 75 health and then <laughs> who knows how that's gonna go so uh but yeah I, i'm i'm thinking i'm banking on it i'm hoping that they put seth through the kind of same filter the same uh, approach as they did with urian and g I'm going to laugh when Urian's balance changes come out and like, I swear it's going to be every single thing they gave him, they take away. Like, like literally the season, you know, the, the whole balance changes stuff that like should not have happened. We messed up. Like here's everything reverted and he's just fine. You know, kind of thing. Like I swear there's a chance of that happening, but like Capcom wouldn't do that because it would be too obvious, right? That yeah. they messed up. Uh, so they'll, they'll like, they'll throw in like, you know, he now has like a target combo in the air or something like that. That's how they offset him. And it's like, but I swear it's like everything they give him was wrong. It's like Luke Skywalker coming out and saying that, you know, it's just, oh man it's like gonna have an air fireball <laughs> <laughs> i just can't believe how bad they messed up on him and uh yeah oof, but um yeah all right getting into it next i also wanted to revisit how often capcom should be balancing these games and this is a subject we've actually talked about a decent bit on the website and here on the podcast um but if the thought process here is if capcom keeps somewhat to form we're going to have a huge balance patch in December, are thereabouts coming with Dan. And from there, we might see in the springtime a 0.5 or, you know, that's what the community calls it. Capcom definitely does not call it that. Uh, but a 0.5 or smaller balance patch coming with Rose in the springtime, right? Then seven or so months later, we're going to see another big balance patch. Capcom has specifically highlighted these in their roadmap. We're going to see this game, Street Fighter V, get touched more often than we've ever seen it before with major balance patches. Now, 
Um, right now, again, we typically get one major or in one medium to small balance patch a year, you know, the, the 0.5s, right? Mm -hmm. My question for you, John, is if people react to this well, do you think it's an indicator that it might be good to see more balance patches for future Street Fighter games, Street Fighter 6 or Marvel or whatever you want to call it throughout the year? Do you think like this would be a good barometer to look at to say like, oh, yeah, like we should do more balance patches in the future? I think it's 2020. And, uh, and more importantly, I guess it's been this kind of era of DLC for a while now. And yes, the, the kind of the first thing that the fighting game community did, the, the, what we remember, was the whole MKX patching way too much. And, Mortal Kombat 9, but yes. Oh, I thought it was the uh, the MKX with Tanya coming in and such, and she was just um. way overpowered. And, and then, But then there was, let's jump in and change things really quick. And then there was a balance Fair patch enough. every like 20 minutes. And then uh, and that, that also sort of went into this discussion about having clearly overpowered DLC characters to encourage people to play them and then nerf them down a bit, as we do often see in MOBAs. Um, just to just to back up, what happened with MK9 is like they were actually tweaking the game so often um, that their balance patches weren't always going through on the consoles for whatever reason. And some versions of the consoles that tournament were actually playing on previous versions with previous balance on there with Mortal Kombat 9. Mm -hmm. uh, and they had fixed that with later versions where, you know, like if you downloaded it or you connected to the Internet, you kept it. Um, but if your console like went offline or something like that, like you wouldn't get you wouldn't keep the balance patch updates. There was a bunch of problems. Plus, they were tweaking the game super often. In as well uh so it's funny i i forgot about that bleeding over to mortal kombat 10 but it did but that's that's a good point of, of reference for our, our audience to point, pay attention to yeah so. i wasn't as plugged in i i started working with event hubs during uh, right right actually kind of when mortal kombat x dropped so that's when my compass sort of was more directed at all of these types of things and for me that was when the big discussion about how often should games be patched uh, how often should we redo the balance and such came up and that was a very very stark uh, uh, immediate example that caused everyone to sort of say all right well let's swing the pendulum the other way and when capcom initially said they're just going to be balancing this once a year i think it was because in a reaction to a mm -hmm. community that was very often saying we don't want this changing the idea here more broadly speaking is that like how chaotic do you want this arena to be how often do you want things to change how acceptable is that because if it's too chaotic then you start to lose meaning. You start to lose any sense of consistency of what it means to, to play these characters. People are going to invest time, and then you're going to say, you know, after I've, I've spent 10 hours trying to perfect my V-Trigger 2 with Seth combos and setups and, and resets, that you're changing it so that now it hits only three times instead of four times, and I have to go and redo 70% of them. And I'm not happy about that, you know? Mm -hmm. Or my setup that I've been basing my entire character around because I'm plus three after this move is now going to be minus one, and that means all the stuff that I've been studying is no longer going to work. That's frustrating, you know? Um, at the same time, these games are designed so that you can't... Or I should say these games. This game is designed in such a way that you are supposed to be able to quickly pick up, take a while to master, but quickly pick up and understand new characters and other characters. There is some th somewhere uh, a medium porridge, if you will, in this equation where you have the perfect balance of chaos and order in terms of how often you change the face of your games. And I gotta say, uh, this is my very roundabout way of saying, that I think that once a year just simply isn't enough based on how free-flowing the information is now. 
with not only what people are saying on social media, which is a relatively small but still relevant uh, part of this discussion or part of this information gathering, but you also have got all of the the statistics of how people are doing on you know CFN and all the background stuff that Capcom gets to see. And when I look at MOBAs and, and other genres of games that do this much more frequently, yeah, there are certainly some issues, and maybe they're an example of a little bit too much chaos, but I think Street Fighter's a little far, too far in the order realm when it comes to this right now, because there are so many little things. It doesn't have to be this massive sweeping, every character gets at least five things changed about them sort of a thing, but... I mean, they did it a few years ago when they changed um, Akuma's standing medium kick from being whatever the hell it was, ridiculously good, to only really good by being minus two on block. So you couldn't follow up with... like It was so that you couldn't corner someone and go into these block strings that basically were the equivalent of a regular combo because Akuma was just... Because he had that, right? With his uh, flame around his... Uh, red fireball anyways little things like that that are really plaguing the game that maybe after a month or two they come on your radar and then you're like well maybe this is just an overreaction maybe people haven't investigated but after a month or two you can really look at it then you can really investigate it people are going to continue to talk about it and if it sticks around hey maybe tweak it down a little bit and you can be just a little bit more precise as a, as a sculptor with each of these characters to get them to the places you want instead of basically committing to, well, whatever happens here in late December is going to set the stage for the rest of the year. When you're talking about bringing in brand new characters and such, brand new mechanic on top of a rebalance, it's silly. It's, it's, it's like a handicap to yourself when you just don't need to. So once a month, probably way too much. But three or four times a year, maybe three times a year, I would be damn okay with that you know and then any kind of little ninja things where like if there's an egregious something or other more than just a bug which they do this with bugs but i would treat little issues that are that are very clearly just too much for certain characters uh i would just tweak them down you could just do a little bit here to akuma and a little bit there and then see how that resonates with everything else instead of putting if one little two little changes to akuma next to everybody else that stays roughly the same that gives you a lot more information than everyone just changed significantly and then what did these changes to akuma specifically do right so yeah, yeah i think a couple times a year yeah, I, I'm I'm more in favor of the major uh, versus the minor, like um, uh, two major balance patches a year, and then you know the the 1.5 basically, um, and uh, and the the reasons why is you just mentioned Akuma, and but I also think of characters like Rashid, Abigail, Balrog, Urien, those characters ran rampant for long periods of time where we knew they were big problems and they yeah. were very likely going to get nerfed. I think a major balance adjustment that happened that that knocks those characters down. And then I look at like poor Alex players where they get changes every single season to make them better. It never works, but at least they're excited for a month or two, you know, kind of thing where <laughs> if you go to play Alex now, you have no reason to play the game. You're like, well, I can lose really spectacularly and he jumps in place or does whatever the dumbest animation I've ever seen before, whatever that is. Um, you're, you're hyping up a whole set of people and you're breathing new life into the game for that period of time, which is a big deal. 
getting people to engage and to talk about your game and to really put the focus back on it, it happens. We see the results every single time there's a major balance adjustment, even when there's a minor one, even when it's like Akuma's animation was adjusted to be less uh, overpowered. Like people are clicking the crap out of that. They really want to see it. And I think it generates quite a bit of hype and interest for your game, but especially if people know that is a major adjustment and they're going to hit major adjustments hit every single character in the game. Capcom specifically looks at all of them and tries to do something with them. I I think that having that twice a year is a very good idea because right now that once a year it's it's good and, and I think you know we just uh, cited the, the NRS you know issues with doing it too often I think the one more time is a sweet spot now for the community because I don't think we were ready for this before. I don't think the community would have accepted it as much as they would now, but now that we've seen kind of the, the benefits and the drawbacks of doing this method, I, I think that people would be really on board with that, like, hey, let's let's get another major balance patch in here, like in August, like right after Evo happens, like let's let's hit the game again, and then we've got, you know, four months or so before Capcom Cup, and, and there it is. Mm-hmm. Now, Rashid and Abigail, well, I'll just stick with Rashid. I think you could put Akuma into this uh, as well. But that character had been sort of a rising problem. Around season two, people sort of knew, but he wasn't like the main problem. And then through season three, it was just full-fledged. Season four, oh my gosh, the most popular character by far at Capcom Cup and not in a good way. Uh, and, and so that was an issue. And then Akuma, we've you guys know about Akuma. So both of these characters got hit fairly hard, or maybe I would better say a a pretty big list of changes, of nerfs, in previous seasons where where there was a balance update, and even though they got hit, just as Akuma, still number one, and Rashid was still number one for a long time. So all of that big batch wasn't enough. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm down with a big batch change, uh, especially at these... Uh, you know kind of key points in the year at the very end of the year when you're just going to refresh everything sure big batch change but would it have been more efficient for okay we did the big batch change and hey Rashid's still making people upset and he's still way too popular and he's still ultimately not what we want him to be he's not contributing to the Street Fighter 5 experience in the way we want him to what if we just okay tweak a little bit more make one or two more moves a little bit less on block or you know do a little bit less damage or whatever the specific you need for the character is how much quicker will you get these characters to where you want them to be if you don't do them on the the more broad scale of we're going to do a whole bunch and again amid a whole bunch of other changes for everybody else and then see what happens it's like the entire equation changes and it's hard to really see what the effects of your changes are until way later down the road but i think these more minute changes would be more obvious quicker and we could get characters to where we need them to be faster and it's a good point. And I think both ways have their merit. I personally am more of a, in favor of the, the major ones because, again, I, I want to see characters like Vega or, or you know, uh, Falk or a few others, like, just really kind of have more of a time, an opportunity for their time in the sun. And I think if you're looking more at, like, an Akuma or a Rashid and you have the, the major option on the table, you know, if it's a minor one, it's like, okay, well, I get to tweak one or two moves with this character and I have to stop because we know that Capcom does not want to go too far with a mid-season balance adjustment. It can happen but that's kind of few and far between when that does right they try to save it for the major ones so if you're if you're balancing stuff in a major way you're also touching the game much more often so your opportunities your 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 chances of actually getting akuma and rashid to where they should be 
are they increase in my opinion so but i i'm not disagreeing with you i i think that both ways have merit but one of the things that I also think about is like these patches, they cost money. And there are budgetary concerns that start to come in with these games where Capcom's like, okay, uh, we're going to authorize X amount of changes a year to Street Fighter V at this point. You guys had this many times, like, you know, we're, we're paying, let's say, a million dollars for these, you know, this season of, of the game. And, and that with that, you know, we've budgeted one or two extra balance updates in there. And that's all you get, you know. And so the minor changes, like, in, in the cost of those, uh, just so you guys know, recently Capcom confirmed that they play hundreds of matches daily. And, and and with their team and all that kind of stuff. And you guys can imagine the developers at Capcom, how much that costs the company to have those people go in there and play the game. Not only does it sound freaking awesome, but I mean, I'm, you know, <laughs> I mean, it's, we, we do that a bit here too. It is, it, it is pretty freaking awesome. Actually. I, 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 you know, I can't, I can't front. You're like playing that. a hundred hours every day. Not that much, you know, but oh. we do go in and run time, you know, matches. sets on the clock. We just don't do a daily or anything. We don't have time for that. But, um, um, but what I am saying though, is with that, there is a cost that goes with it. Sure. And, and so I, I don't know if Capcom can justify a bunch of minor tweaks. It might have to come in the major tweaks way. Uh, but of course I'm speculating very heavily there. Mm-hmm. I, I'm okay with it. I, I would like to little peppered, peppered in changes here and there when they're necessary, when and if they're necessary or when and if it's very clear that this wouldn't do too much to the game, but maybe tweak it in the right direction just a little bit. But I'm not really losing any sleep in general with this approach and uh and and you know i'm in a better place and i think this is true for most people with the uh with the relationship i feel like as a consumer as an event hubs writer and as a uh, player with capcom and with street fighter 5 than i think i ever have i was very Mm -hmm. excited with the way they changed things around for the arcade edition update but then there is still more bs after that but with what they're doing now it sounds like i was saying earlier it, it very much seems like they're starting down a correct path. It won't be perfect, but it's at least it's not in like the wrong part of the forest, you know, like yeah. where, where before they were just like operating a, a chapter or two back, you know, a generation or two back with using tools that just are antiquated. And now they're using the right tools and they're in the right ballpark and they're doing the right things. And so I think it's only going to get better. And man, I'm, I'm ready for that. I think we've been through too much negativity with you know the street fighter 5 with marvel infinite when it comes to recent capcom fighting games there have just been too many bumps in the roads and failures and it hasn't been enough to completely submerge them thank goodness Uh, i mean it was for for marvel but uh, we're getting through it and with what happens in street fighter 6 i'm having more and more hope for it and that's great Mm -hmm. again as a player as an event hubs writer as a as a general fgc uh consumer and, and community member like i'm I'm really ready for things to get better, and I'm encouraged with where they're at right now that they're going to. Yeah, I, I do look at the the community, and we're so big on our history and our legacy here, and doing things, you know, improve and, and evolve with them, but don't you know completely change what we love, right? Like we're very big on that. And the community has been so heavily skewed towards saying they they don't want to see a lot of balance changes all the time, um, and and so I kind of wonder like what the community would want to see overall. Right. Like is one extra, you know, additional balance change better or is, you know, a bunch of minor tweaks in there the better way. Right. And it's this is happening here in the final moments of Street Fighter Five. And while there's a cost associated with them doing this, I wonder if it's the time the community will be accepting of this in a way they've never been before. 
because it's it's the end of the game that it's like hey you know this is it's like you know the game's ending anyway so if you do a you know extra balance patch this is okay it's it's is the community finally ready to kind of be okay with this like approach to the game like just tweaking it so often uh, because again when when this has happened before in the past they've, they've just been very upset about it it's not gone over well um, but Capcom kind of uh, announced that they were doing this right with the roadmap and we didn't hear a lot of blowback from it and so I I just kind of look at that and go hmm is this like has our community evolved to this point where we're like we're completely okay with this idea and we just don't see the the major drawbacks to doing it, whether it's a bunch of you know minor balance patch adjustments like you said or a bunch of major ones is the community finally willing to accept this do you think are, are is it this going to really it, or is it just not ruffling feathers because street fighter 5 is about to end well the community okay there's a lot here yeah um first and foremost i will begin with that i'm i very often will talk about on here and in my articles about the necessity to be uh, uh for capcom to be a, an understanding of what its community is wanting to be able to read the room and to dance with what the the desires of the community are to show that they're paying attention at the same time it, we don't have conversations like that for more than two or three minutes without bringing stuff up like how Harada uh, famously said, the people don't really know what they want, though. Yes. Right? And yes. how many times have we... What, what's the example that you keep bringing up? Maybe it was Harada. I, off the top of my head, uh, I don't know. But. No, no, it's Harada. And it was Tekken 5. And he grabbed a pro, pro player who went unnamed. Yes. Uh, and the pro player went in there and and had a bunch of balance changes adjustments that they wanted and they're like hey you know this is how to properly balance the game this is what you need to do and i guess harada gave him a build with all those changes in it and all that kind of stuff and he said this game is way more balanced and way less fun to play i can't believe all my changes suck this bad uh i'm gonna shut up now you know kind of thing mm -hmm. and, and it's it's not that the community feedback and you know the things that we say don't have any merit whatsoever but capcom has to view that through the lens of actually creating a viable product that comes in at budget that makes money and is fun to play all these other kind of things and we know from talking to so many people it's not easy but yeah that that was the example you were looking at right so i have to play a little devil's advocate here and say to whatever degree, you know, people don't necessarily know what they want, even though they think they know what they want. And then when you introduce that, it's just like, well, it doesn't make your point or our point here moot, but it does throw a little bit of the wrench in the work, something to be considering as we go through all of this. So uh, can you can you ask me again what you were asking me initially? I just want to make sure I hit it. Basically, it, Street Fighter Five is about to end, okay. and, and we're getting so many balance updates kind of here at once, and we haven't heard a bunch of negative feedback about it. Do you think that's more to do with Street Fighter Five ending, or is it more of like the community kind of coming up to a new level of acceptance of where the game, the fighting game genre is at? Well, there's certainly elements of both, but I, the first place that my mind goes is that we have been forced to look at a lot of things, the FGC, Street Fighter specifically, um, and, and you know it gets way more broad, just our, our everyday lives, in a very different lens, thanks to 2020, thanks to COVID, thanks to a lot of the changes that have been happening recently. I would dare say that the community is now coming out of, whenever we come out of this sort of COVID and go back to um, offline events and such, I don't think we go back to the same place in terms of mm. how we perceive online play. Mm. Now, that's for a couple reasons. In my case, it's because for me and playing on this PC and with where the netcode is now, it's pretty damn acceptable. Like, I'm not seeing lag be a main problem for me in, in my 
in my quest to get better, to get wins and such. Um, it's not perfect and it'll continue to get better and great. But for me, with my setup here, I'm okay with playing online in a way that I haven't been okay for a really long time uh, or forever, right? And so that's just one major example. And I think when we go back, generally speaking, it's like online isn't offline for sure, but there's a new way of looking at it. And now Capcom is updating with this new approach to, to how we're doing stuff. And just not too long ago with Street Fighter V, just in general, that was a new approach to this. So man, the times, they are a changing. And because of that, I think a big part of, of why we're okay with new stuff is because we're really in a lot of new territory. Mm-hmm. And so, and, and people, it's to the, to the degree that one, if people are hating Capcom because they just have no charisma because all they're thinking about is the most recent errors and how frustrated they are, then anything Capcom does is going to come through with a, a lens or a filter of what can I find that I hate? What can I find that I, that I want to step on or when I want to call out on social media, yada, yada. And that I don't think we're there. That would never happen yeah. to, to catch. Nah. <laughs> and, I, and I don't think that we're there anymore. So that's helping people be okay with this. But mm. I think the big part of it is that we're widely in new territory. Capcom has enough charisma and are showing that they are on the right track, that they are listening, that they are in touch with modern times and what the community wants to enough of an extent that we're okay saying, all right, do what you're going to do. We'll, we'll assess it out, you know, when it comes out. But yeah, widely, I think it's because we're in that kind of a juncture where we're open to new things right now because of those reasons I just sort of laid out. Yeah. I, I'm going to be watching very closely how people kind of react to these new updates that will come in and, and just kind of perception of them. But but even when this was announced in the summer update, I, I, it seemed like people were on board with it. I didn't hear a lot of complaints. And, and obviously, Street Fighter Six is coming out here in early 2022. At least that's what we've heard over and over again. And uh, in, in support for Street Fighter Five is ending. It's a special set of circumstances here. Um, but I also think this is a barometer for Capcom to look at potentially increasing the amount of balance patches we see each year. Right. I don't think this is just for Street Fighter Five. I think this is for the future of Marvel, the future of Street Fighter. I think this is a legitimate like thing that they're looking at and saying, is the community ready for this? You know, uh, it wasn't that long ago. Well, it was a long time ago, actually, uh, that they added supers into the game. And people are like, this is a bullcrap mechanic. What the heck is this? Mm-hmm. Like, I can do 60 percent of my opponent's life if I sit back there and, you know, do specials all day long. And this is stupid. Why would you introduce this into the game? Um, it, the fighting game community likes incremental changes you you redo something top to bottom and they ch- tend to get very upset about it they like certain things about it you're, you're going to make a marvel game 2v2 again and you're going to remove like assist and you're going to put it like you know a stone in there instead what the heck is this you know kind of thing they get very upset when you change too much of what they love they do appreciate and respect an evolution a change of what they they knew in the past you want a new flavor in there you want several new flavors in there you just don't want to completely reinvent the wheel Right. And I think it's important that that Capcom doesn't fix what it ain't broke. But I do wonder if there's a little bit of brokenness in here when we're talking about characters like Rashid, Abigail, uh, Akuma and, and, and current and past seasons. And I think there's an opportunity here. And I think Capcom might sense it, too. And that's how come the roadmap looks this way. Right. And I, you know, so I'm, I'm crossing my fingers. I'm hoping that the community is on board with an incremental change. But also I, I'm going to be fully accepting 
if they're not, if they're like, hey, this sucks, like, don't do this, and here's the reasons why. Um, the older I've gotten, the more I respect the history and legacy of our community, and, and realizing that, like, you don't want to, you don't want to piss in someone's, like, you know, history, right? You don't want to, you want to crap all over someone, like, that That they, they've been with you for 20 years, 10 years, 5 years, or whatever, playing your game, and you've had too big of a departure from that, and I think we saw this with Street Fighter 4 to Street Fighter 5. It was too big big of a departure from those games uh, and you know, we've been into the reasons why and we're going to get into more in the future but you you have to have that respect for your legacy and the history um, it, it's hard that is very hard to do uh, but it still has to be a consideration in my opinion yes and even outside of fighting games I would argue that with any kind of major change maybe in the social realm uh, I'm not going to grab any examples but there are plenty of things that I, I think people can consider issues and, and changes that we've seen in recent times where they first come up and this is just seems to be the the way things tend to flow they first come up and only the people that are way out there on the uh, on the frontier if you will the the real you know like let's find out what's new and explore the chaos are the only ones that are down with it and everyone else goes that's not the way we do things that's foreign foreign is bad different is wrong change is evil and let's fight that as hard as we can but to the extent that there is valid truth and and um uh, what, what what is it like something to offer there's something in this that really does work that is positive that contributes to the game or to the experience in a positive way it's going to stick around and then it becomes you know you, you have fights about it and you and it's you know this big divisive thing but it sticks around and then people become more and more like either okay with it or begrudgingly okay with it and that as long as it's hanging out and it hangs out because it has legitimate truth and legitimate positivity to it there's something of note something of worth in there even if it's not all good it sticks around and eventually it becomes matter of fact the new norm the things that are bad they don't i think that they get attacked mm -hmm. and they get ripped out and i think like something like v triggers I, I don't think V-Triggers are, are very good. I don't think that kind of mechanic should come back in the capacity that it's, it's done. You could make it better, but uh, that's part of part of it that is not good. But there's a lot of really oh, no, good... No, 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 hold on. I got to jump in here now. You just cited something that you don't want coming back. Now I'm going to give you a really controversial one. Parries. Do those have the right to come back and whatnot? Because Capcom deemed them for Street Fighter Four not acceptable for casual play. Now they 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 iterated on them, right? But the the traditional Street Fighter Five or Three, I'm sorry, Street Fighter Three parry. Do you see that as coming back, or do you see that as problematic for our community? Well, in specific example of Street Fighter and their mechanics, we tend to. Well, maybe not with, with supers came in and they've just been a staple, right? And that's just mm -hmm. been a... But that might be a little different because it was so early in the process that uh, big chunks of your identity um, were still being established, foundational chunks of the identity. And beyond that, we have our identity and now we're changing it with mechanics. And, and the purpose of the mechanics is to sprinkle some, some distinct flavor over this foundational thing. So that's why I would sort of separate 
Street Fighter 2 from the, the, the following ones. And that's not to say that we couldn't discover something like maybe the parry mechanic is so great that we put it foundationally in as just a matter-of-fact part of the experience from here on out. But that's clearly not what we did. We didn't do that with parries. We didn't do it with focus attacks. Now, we have moves that echo those and that act mm-hmm. like those. There are parries in Street Fighter 5. There were parries in Street Fighter 4. You know, Dudley had his. Uh, Goken had his. Um, and there are a few parry uh, uh, supers or, or uh, ultras. Counters, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't think that you would... Uh, it doesn't seem to me that street that Capcom likes to bring back mechanics, um, and they specifically don't like to bring back mechanics like that. That would probably step on their bringing in whatever... Like, if you put parries as the universal mechanic in Street Fighter Six. Uh, I, I think that they're really going to more gravitate towards doing something a little fresh and a little new, even if it's a kind of a combination of a handful of mechanics from before, as long as it's new enough, um, then yeah, I think that's more the direction that you're going to go. So no, 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 you're saying what Capcom is going to do. Now I want to know what you would do. Would you bring back parries into street fighter six and, and why or why not? Um, Parries, uh, I'm not confident enough in my understanding of parries to say that it would be an, an absolute good thing. I hear all of the really good stuff that people say about Street Fighter 3, but at the same time, I have to wonder how much of that is just parries in a vacuum that you could put into any Street Fighter game, and how much of it was the way parries worked and danced with all of the other things that were special and unique to street fighter three you know that might be a really good mechanic and fit for that particular game but i don't know that it would necessarily be something that you'd want to see in other games that have other features that that have different kinds of flows um so but if i have to give an answer now i would say no i don't want to see that i don't want to see it come back i want to see something new and creative and i want to see something that builds on the 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 research that we have essentially done going through all of these games and having all the pluses and the minuses in our experiences finding out what's good what's bad what we do want what we don't want i'd like to see something new come out of that because i think that there's a lot to offer there with you know, five or six years of new experiences and new data. And and by the way, data that's flowing in, it's got to be flowing in at a much higher capacity mm-hmm. and volume than it ever has before. I would kind of feel like we were remiss if we just went back to something that we've already done before, given all this potential that seems to be there. And so when we talk about, you know, honor, honoring our legacy and the FGC and all the stuff we're trying to do here, it, it, this is not easy. You know, it's like you, you really do have to pick and choose. And I don't envy the designers and, and developers at Capcom. This is hard work to do in every single one. We've said this so many times on the podcast here, but th- they say this job is very hard to do. And we, we do need to give a little bit more respect for these developers and that they are trying their, their damnedest to do it. They don't always succeed, but they are trying hard and be a little bit more embracing of some of the new stuff they throw our way. Uh, a lot of the developers at Capcom that work on these games have been there a long time. They're veterans. They love this stuff. They work so hard to get us there. And I'm not saying they're perfect and they deserve every benefit of the doubt, but they deserve a little more credit, I think, than, than sometimes we throw their way. And if we were in that same hot seat as them, we would make a lot of the same poor choices or, or bad things that have happened too. You know, and so it's about kind of acknowledging that so we can all level up. We can focus on the things that, that should be changed and not get hung up on the things that probably in history have proven that, yeah, it's probably good that we moved on from them. 
right? And, and, and just having open and honest dialogue about this stuff, it's huge. Uh, it, 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 stu- it, it kind of strips away like personal agendas and personal opinions and kind of comes up with not a universal truth, but more of a collective truth that a lot of the people in our community have figured out and now we're open, openly talking about it and trying to get good. We're trying to get smarter. We're trying to get more wise about this stuff. Uh, and that's a big reason why I wanted to talk about that. Yeah. So often it feels like when we see something that we don't like, we're coming in off of, you know, just having played a match with Yuri and it didn't go our way because he did something silly and easy or whatever, you know, we're like, oh, why doesn't Capcom just flip the make Yuri and not as good switch in their headquarters and be done with it? Right. And of yeah. course, it's not that simple. Yeah. Now, it's not wrong to ask of some of these changes. Hey, we really, really don't want this delay in our game. Right. This this input delay in our game. And whatever, how, whatever it takes to flip that switch, which apparently it's, it's a lot that it took to flip that switch. But, you know, get that done. I don't have a clear-cut answer, as nobody does, and you're absolutely right. I do not envy the, the developers here. It's their job, so I expect mm-hmm. them to, to do it, but I don't envy it. It's not going to be an easy process. And yes, especially when they are playing ball with us, the way they're playing ball with us now from with, with everything we talked about with the roadmap and these presentations and there there being as much communication as there has been yes you give them benefit of the doubt you give them a little more leash you give them patience when they're saying we're doing things differently and then radio silence for eight months there's a lot more reason to be pissed off about stuff just because even if they're doing things correctly behind the scenes and whatnot you don't leave your fans and your audience in your game as a service out in the cold like that that's just bad policy but hey they updated it yes we should give more leash we should stop looking at life at this but also at life which is something that i've been working on personally and i've got to tell you 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 reach new heights much more quickly when you stop putting everything into now that i know five percent about whatever this thing in front of me is whether it's playing this character or this social issue or this approach to fixing the sink or whatever now i'm an expert and now everything else that comes down the pike as far as new material or a new approach or a new way of looking at it is probably wrong uh, don't do that to yourself don't limit yourself so don't look at these things think like you have all of the answers so generally speaking one foot in the unknown one foot in the known Know what the things you like are. Know as specifically as you can why you like them. That's what we're Dream King and I are doing this exploration in Street Fighter 4 and Street Fighter 5 to find the things that apparently make these games especially fun or rewarding. It's just a deeper and deeper question. Why? Why is this especially good? Why is this especially bad? The more detailed I can get with my answer to that, the more likely I can I can take this whatever element is and and hopefully put it in the new thing or talk about it, you know, and and use it as a tool to build a better game, right? So to speak, or theory um, theory fight it into a better game. But don't think you know everything. Be open to new stuff. One foot in the known. One foot in the unknown. There you go. All right, y'all. We're going to take one step out, one foot outside the door, I should say, and get out of here. Uh, But once again, thank you all so much for listening, and we'll be back with you soon. All right. See you guys.